Okay, so we talked about how Joseph and Mary and Jesus had to run away to get away from Herod. Where'd they go? To, um, to, to... Where'd they go? Um, to, um... What country did they go to? Bethlehem. Bethlehem is where Jesus was born. And they had to run away from Bethlehem and they had to go to Egypt. They were down in Egypt for a little while and then Herod died. And, and so the angel he, came and so, told them that they could go home. Um, and before that all happened, he killed all yeah, he killed the those babies. babies. Yep. He was a really bad guy. Well, he died. And after he died, the angel told Mary and Joseph that they could go back to, to Bethlehem. But when they got to Bethlehem, they found out that Herod's son now was was king in his place. And so they weren't sure if that was a good idea. So the angel warned them to go away. So they went away to Nazareth. Actually, I can't remember if the angel told them or if they just didn't think it was a good idea with his son there. So then instead of living in Bethlehem, they went back to Nazareth where they had been before they went to Bethlehem and they settled down to live there. And Jesus grew. And when he was 12 years old, it was time for them to go up to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, just like they would do every year. Except now, since he was 12, Jesus was considered like a man. So he was supposed to go to the, to the temple himself. So they go up to Jerusalem for the feast. And everybody was walking up there together. Imagine like when we get together with our family and friends and like a big party. And you guys are running around with the kids and the adults are talking. Well, that's what this would have been like. Like the Let whole way there. They all walked together to Jerusalem and then they were there for a while, and then they left to go home. When they left to go home, Mary and Joseph thought that Jesus was just with the whole group, like everybody else, running around with the other kids or something. But after they walked for a whole day away from Jerusalem, they stopped for the night, and they looked around, and they said, Where's Jesus? He's not here. And they looked everywhere, and he wasn't with any of their friends or relatives. So they had to wait that night. And they knew that Jesus wasn't with them. How do you think they felt about that, Samara? Sad. Probably sad and probably scared and worried. Yeah, like, did we just lose the Son of God? Like, did we just lose the Savior? And also, that this is their son, and they love him. So the next day, they walk all the way back to Jerusalem. Takes another whole day. And then, the third day... They're looking everywhere for him, all around Jerusalem, and they can't find him. And they're probably getting really worried now. Finally, they go and they look for him in the temple. They're probably mad too. Well, they might be. Yeah, you're right. They go and look for him in the temple. And there he is. He's sitting in the temple. He's been there the whole time. He's been talking to the people who teach God's word. They've been asking him questions. He's been asking them questions. And they are amazed at how well he knows the Bible. I... Well, how do you think Jesus knew the Bible so well, Samara, uh, Anastasia? Because he's the son of God. See, because he's the son of God, he would know the Bible perfectly, right? But here's yeah. the thing. It tells us that he grew in his knowledge of the Bible. That's weird, isn't it? If he's the son, since he's the son of God, he knows the Bible perfectly. I mean, he wrote it. 
But he, this, the Bible is written by God. Jesus is God. The Bible says that the Old Testament and the New Testament are written by God through human beings, that he gave them the thoughts to, to think and the words to say. But he's learning it. So here's what happened. Even though Jesus is God and has all power and knows all things, when he came to this world, he intentionally didn't use his ability to do all things and to know all things. And instead, he learned God's word the same way that you or I could. He sat down and he read it and he prayed over it and he studied it and he memorized it and he asked questions about it. And so he grew in his understanding to the point where he knew it and he loved God's word more than anything, just like we should too. Why is God's word so important for us, Samara? Um, Because he saves us. And he helps us with the devil. Yeah, that's right. And he, and he helps us in the word. And he saves us by the word. His word is what gives us faith. His word is what uh, destroys the lies the devil tells and tells us the and, truth. His word forgives us and his word tells us what to do. And um, he lets us go in, instead of dying forever, he lets us go to heaven That's one right. day. His word tells us about all of that. That's why his word is so important. And Jesus also knew that God's word was really important because when he was around, we, he didn't have the whole Bible that we have today because some of it hadn't been written yet. The part that we're reading where it was talking about him being at the temple, that wasn't written yet because that was just happening. But he had the Old Testament, and the Old Testament is filled with prophecies about the things that the Messiah would do. And Jesus knew that he was the Messiah, that he had come to fulfill all of the Old Testament. That'd be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? Like if you knew, you know, it's kind of like in Percy Jackson, where he thinks maybe that prophecy is about him, but then he has to figure out what it means. He never really knows what it means. Well, Jesus he knew all those prophecies were about him, and he knew what all of them meant. He knew that he was the savior of the world, and he knew that it meant that he was going to die for the sins of the world. So when his mom and his dad find him there in the temple, his mom says to him, what are you doing here? We have been worried. We've been looking for you. And he was confused. He said, didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? Who's his father, Samara? Who's Jesus' father? Um, God. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. So he's in the temple hearing God's word and learning God's word and asking questions about God's word and talking about God's word because that's his father's business. You know, Joseph, Jesus' adopted father, Joseph married Mary, right? And then he would have been his, like, earthly father. Joseph was a carpenter. Do you know what that means? Do you know what a carpenter does? Oh, do you know what a carpenter is, Anastasia? Yeah, someone that, um, like, so they make, like, wood, so they make, like, clumpy, like, wood, um, like, from a tree, and then they make it, like, straight and Interesting, so... they make, like, chairs? Well, yeah, they make, like, chairs. They make things out of wood. I think that today somebody who actually takes the tree and then makes it into smooth pieces of wood would be called a planer that's called planing the wood back then 
the carpenter probably would have had to do both. He probably would have to find the log, plane it, and then use it to make something. So Joseph made different things out of wood, tables or chairs or whatever, right? And Jesus probably would have learned how to do that. But he knew that even though he loved and respected Joseph as his earthly father, his heavenly father was his real father and his work was more important. And that was the work of saving the world. And that was the work that was shown in the word. And that's why he wanted to be there studying the Bible. Mary and Joseph were worried because they thought Jesus would go back. Jesus figured that they knew where he was because to him, the only place to be was at the temple. So when they were ready to leave, he thought they would just come and find him. He wasn't being naughty. He was doing what he was supposed to do. I think they maybe were a little bit mad at him, especially because Jesus was perfect. So, I mean, whenever they told him to do something, he always did it. This time, even though they didn't tell him that it was time to leave, they probably just figured that he would be where they thought they should be. And he was saying, this is where I should be, hearing God's word and worshiping in the temple. So after that, he went with them and went back to Nazareth, and it says that he was submissive to them. Do you know what submissive means, Anastasia? It means that whatever someone tells you to do, you do it. Which is exactly what the Bible says children are supposed to do to their parents. When your parents tell you to do something, you do it. And you're supposed to do it without complaining, without whining, without getting mad, without throwing a fit. And that every time you don't do what they say or you complain or whine or throw a fit, that's a sin. Now, the reason that kids sometimes don't listen to their parents is because we're all sinners and because we think we know better than our parents. Isn't that kind of a silly thing, though? No, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it kind of a silly thing to think that you would know better than your parents? Except sometimes in your life, maybe you will. Mm, yeah, I have been right before you. <laughs> Not about things where I tell you what to do, though, I know, right? But... Maybe later on in your life, you might be right about something. Now, here's the question Would it have happened, do you think? that Jesus would have been right about something and his parents would have been wrong. Yes! Yes, I think it would have because this is Jesus. But Jesus obeyed them anyway. Unless they would have told me to do something sinful, and I don't think they would have, he would have obeyed his parents instead of something that he might have known was better or, or different because he came and obeyed them perfectly he came to be a perfect person and die for all of our sins to take them away, including our sins and your sins of disobeying, whining, and complaining about your parents or to your parents. 